Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's July 23, 2018 and this is episode 626. Today we're going to pitch the old Canon EF 85mm f1.2L Mark II lens against the new 85mm f1.4L IS lens to see if it's worth trading in the old lens for some shiny new glass even with one third of a stop smaller aperture. I also hope that this will give you an idea of the quality of the new lens regardless of how it compares to the old lens. The angle that I've taken for this review is that an L lens from Canon being tack sharp when stopped down to say f5.6 or f8 is pretty much a given these days and therefore not really worth spending much time on. Conversely, The beauty of Canon's wide aperture lenses is that you can shoot with them wide open and still expect great results. However, the depth of field that you get with these lenses at f1.4 is incredibly shallow, and so my test shots are mostly wide open, both to show you how they perform, but also to show you what you can expect in terms of depth of field when you shoot with these lenses wide open. To give you a bit of background on my use of the 85mm Mark II lens, I bought mine in 2007, one year after it was released, and I have used it on and off ever since. I must admit there have been long periods when I simply didn't use it, mostly because much of the work I've been doing has been overseas, and for many years my kit was so heavy that it really wasn't possible to take any more lenses so it stayed at home. I actually have a rule that if I don't use a piece of gear for more than a year, I sell it, and I have over the last 11 years sold many lenses and old bodies as I've upgraded to new versions or bought new kit. But despite not using the old 85mm f1.2 lens, I could never bring myself to sell it. It was just that good. It wasn't perfect, mind, For example, the autofocus was incredibly slow, probably the slowest autofocus on any lens I've ever used. Not quite as big a deal, but when I heard that Canon was going to release an updated 85mm lens, I was happy to note that it had image stabilisation. I can't recall now if I had any information on autofocus speed improvements, but at this point in time, I couldn't imagine Canon releasing a lens without really snappy autofocus, so I ordered a copy of the 85mm f1.4 lens as soon as it was announced last year. You might wonder why I bought another 85mm lens when I wasn't using my old one very much, but the main reason is that it is a great focal length for portraiture, and I do most of that these days on my tours overseas and quite often in dark places, such as down a well or in a dark adobe building in Morocco last year, or of the Himba people in their huts in Namibia. And even though I might stop the lens down a little bit for greater depth of field, you can simply see more through a wide aperture lens, and of course, it is nice to be able to open the aperture up a little when necessary too. 
The other big factor is that the weight of the gear that I'm traveling with is now less than it's ever been. I've replaced a number of lenses with fewer lenses, and they are pretty much all smaller and lighter, meaning that I can now do most of my overseas travel with an 18-liter backpack. And even that has plenty of room for extra lenses, which is why and how I was able to pack the new 85mm lens for my recent Namibia tour. Another very important factor for me is that the 85mm f1.2 lens is not weatherproof. Many people think that all L lenses are weatherproof, but that's not the case. The new 85mm f1.4 lens, however, is weatherproof, and I wouldn't like to take a lens like this to Africa, be it Namibia or Morocco, without weatherproofing, as the dust and sand get just about everywhere. I'm careful with my gear, but when it comes to getting the shot, I don't want to be worrying that I might get dust in my lens, or moisture if it's raining. This, in fact, is the only thing that I dislike about my 5DSR bodies. They aren't weatherproof. They have some weather sealing, but it's not like the Canon 1 series bodies that you can literally hose down if necessary. I am also pleased to report that the autofocus on the new 85mm f1.4 lens is incredibly fast. It's what you'd expect for a prime lens. You don't even notice any lag when you press the AF button. It just snaps in immediately. This was really nice to see and removes the only frustration that I had with the old 85mm lens. I'm also happy to report that I have not noticed any focusing errors, such as the dynamic shifting back focus tendencies of the Canon 50mm f1.2 L lens that I wanted to love, but not with the problems caused by its by design crappy focusing. There's none of that happening with the 85mm lenses. Before we jump in and look at the results of some of my tests, let's compare a few of the key specifications of the old and new 85mm lenses. Firstly, the original 85mm f1.2 lens was released in 2006, so it's 12 years old at the time of recording, which is July 2018, compared to the 85mm f1.4 lens, which was released at the end of 2017. So I've now owned the new lens for six months. I would have liked to have done this review sooner, but my winter tours had a hold of me and I really didn't get a chance to use the lens until my Namibia tour last month. Another problem that I had with the old 85mm lens was that its closest focus distance was pretty long at 95cm or 3.2 feet. I was happy to see that the new lens focuses 10cm closer at 85cm or 2.79 feet but I must admit that I'd have really liked to see this bought a little bit closer. The 10 centimeters is better than nothing, but when you consider that lenses like my 24-105 f4 lens can focus as close as 45 centimeters or 1.7 feet, almost half, 
that's at the sort of distances that you get used to. Of course, I'm sure Canon would love to make the minimum focus distance closer too, but I'll bet it's the super large apertures that make it physically impossible for them to improve on the current design. In practical terms, the difference between the minimum focus distance of the old lens and the new 85mm doesn't give us the ability to magnify our subject by very much more. Here, in fact, is a photo of my old Canon AE-1 camera shot with both lenses at their closest focus distance. The smaller camera that you can see in the photograph is from the old 85mm lens and I measured it as taking up 38% of the frame. Compared to the larger semi-transparent camera from the new 85mm at its closest focus distance, that takes up 45% of the frame. So we're talking about 7% increase in magnification between the two lenses at their closest focus distance. In fact, as we'll see shortly, the new 85mm actually magnifies the subject slightly more than the old 85mm Mark II lens did. So not all of this 7% is coming from being able to focus at a closer distance. But let's look at some more specs first. As you can see in the next image, the new 85mm lens on the right at 4.1 inches or 105 millimeters is slightly taller than the old one at 3.6 inches or 91 millimeters. But the new lens weighs 75 grams less at 950 grams compared to 1,025 grams or 35.5 ounces compared to 36.2. That's not a huge difference and the new lens is still a pretty hefty chunk of metal and glass, but any reduction in weight is welcome as it becomes more and more difficult to fly overseas with our gear. Another nice advantage of the new lens while we're comparing their looks is that the new lens has a much shallower hood, making them in fact almost the same length with the hoods attached, as you can see in this next image. The old hood had two buttons to release it and it just clipped into place without any twisting, while the new hood has one locking button but it's a twist action. The lenses have completely redesigned optics of course with the old 85mm 1.2 lens made up of 8 elements in 7 groups compared to the new lens with 14 elements in 10 groups. Another nice bonus for me at least is that the new lens has a 77mm filter thread, which is the same as my other lenses, and therefore allows me to carry fewer filter variations. The old lens has a 72mm thread, and is now the only one that I own with this thread size. In case you're wondering just how much bigger the lens elements of the f1.2 aperture lens are compared to the 1.4 model, here's a photo showing them both from the end, and it's easy to see that the old model is a fair bit wider. If we do the math, literally dividing 85mm by 1.2, we find that the old lens has to have at least a 70.8mm opening for the light to travel through. And 
for the new one, dividing 85 by 1.4, we get 60.7 millimeters. So that third of a stop reduction in the aperture saved Canon 10.1 millimeters in the diameter of the lens elements. According to my tests, I found that the new 85mm lens is actually a slightly longer focal length than the old f1.2 Mark II model. I measured the distance between the two sharpest lines of text in this photo of an open book and found that it was 69.5% the width of the frame in the new 85mm f1.4 lens compared to 668 percent of the frame in the old 85mm lens, and both images were shot with the camera on a tripod, not moving it at all between the two photographs. That's a 2.7% magnification in the new lens over the old one. To see the difference, if you're not already there, go to the blog at mbp.ac/626 and click on the images of the open book to, to take a look at the photos in the light box and then navigate back and forth with your mouse or swiping on a tablet. If the fade transition makes it difficult to tell the difference, feel free to save the images to your desktop. Just drag them over to your desktop from the light box and they should copy and just flick back and forth between the two of them on your own computer. Now. Although I know that this kind of variance in the spec of our gear annoys some people, personally, I don't really care about such small variances. But I wanted to point it out so that you know what you're getting if this is important to you. As you flick back and forth between the two images, you'll also notice that the new 85mm lens is also approximately 0.4 stops darker and has a stronger vignette than the old lens at the same aperture. I should mention though that if this vignette bothers you at all, it's easily removed in post-processing. In Capture One Pro, both lenses have lens profiles available and if I add 100% on the light fall-off correction slider, the vignette disappears and in fact, the entire image looks very similar to the old 85mm lens in terms of overall brightness. I should also mention that the darkness that we see in the 1.4 lens over the 1.2 lens is only really noticeable from around f2 and wider apertures. From f4 there's hardly any difference and from f5.6 it's hardly noticeable at all as you can see in these next two images. To see the difference, again, you're going to need to be looking at the image on the blog, but there is a vertical bar that you can grab with your mouse and move left or right to swipe over and wipe between the two images. I actually shot the photos of the book so that we could look at a 100% crop of an image from each of these cameras to see how sharp they are wide open. Because the old lens goes a third of a stop wider than the new 85mm f1.4 lens, I shot both images at f1.4 so that we're comparing apples to apples. 
Again, you should see a handle over the image so that you can slide that from side to side to directly compare the images from each lens. Again, the camera was not moved. I just switched the lens out and focused on the same word. I can see a slight cyan tint in the text above the sharp area and a slight magenta tint in the foreground text on both images. The line that is sharp though is definitely sharper in the new 85mm 1.4 lens, despite this being shot completely wide open at f1.4, and that's pretty impressive. Also, just to reiterate what I said at the start, you can easily see from this image just how shallow the depth of field is when shooting at f1.4. I shot the X-Rite Digital Color Checker SG card with both lenses as well, and so that we can continue to get an idea of the difference in the lenses, both wide open, I set both of them to f1.4, and as with the previous photos of the open book, I was using a studio strobe to light the target, so the light source was the same for both images. You should be able to see again that handle in the middle of the photo to slide it across and see the difference between the two images. I have turned on the light fall off correction for these two images so that you can see how much difference that makes. You'll probably be able to tell that the new f1.4 lens is still very slightly darker but there is no real difference between the colour from either lens. I have cropped the f1.2 lens shot slightly so that they are approximately the same size, but you will also probably be able to see here that there is a bit of barrel distortion in the old lens, and there's actually just a tiny bit of pincushion distortion in the new 85mm f1.4 lens. So neither lens is perfect, but there is definitely less pincushion distortion in the new lens than there was barrel distortion in the old one. One thing that I'd also like to mention before we start to wrap this up is that when I got home from Namibia, as I unpacked my gear to clean it and put it away, the new 85mm f1.4 lens was rattling as though it had been given a nasty knock and something had broken inside. I took both the front and back lens caps off and had a look through the lens and sure enough it looked as though one of the lens elements had broken free of its housing and this scared the heck out of me at first. I take out overseas insurance for my gear before I travel so it wasn't such a big deal but it doesn't feel great to have a piece of gear break. To ensure that it actually was broken I put the lens onto a camera body and as I looked through the viewfinder and half pressed the shutter button, the image stabilization kicked in and I literally watched the dislodged lens element slide back into place. I gave the lens another shake and it had stopped rattling. I went online and found that it's actually not uncommon for image stabilized lenses to come loose like this especially after being transported around. And when I consider how much the camera bag 
had been bounced around on some of the dirt roads in Namibia, it's hardly surprising that the IS lens elements had come out of their locked position. I have not sent the lens in for repairs, as I don't think it needs anything doing now. And in case you were wondering, yes, the test shots that I've shared today were all made after this incident. So if there is anything wrong with my lens, I can't tell. All in all, I'm very happy with the new 85mm f1.4L IS USM lens from Canon. It's not one of my workhorse lenses, so it's certainly a bit of a luxury for me to own, but I can tell you, it was really nice to be able to see through the lens so well inside the dark huts in the Himba village last month. Even though I stopped the lens down to f4 for the portrait that I'm showing right now, and f5 for the image above. The image quality is everything that I'd expect from a modern Canon lens and more. I hope you found this review and comparison useful. If you decide to buy a copy for yourself, please use our affiliate links. If indeed you buy from our friends at B&H and that will help to support the podcast and blog without costing you any money. If you own the original f1.2 Mark II lens, and you're wondering whether or not to upgrade, personally, I would. In fact, I did. As usual, this post is not sponsored in any way, and I received nothing from Canon or B&H or anyone else to enable me to create this review or otherwise compensate me for it. I bought the lens with my own money at the foregoing price, so I've already voted with my dollars, or yen in my case. I do honestly believe that it's worth the upgrade, especially if you can get a reasonable part exchange deal on your old lens. The image quality increase alone makes it a no-brainer for me, but the lighter weight, slight decrease in bulkiness, and the weatherproofing and the addition of image stabilization are all very nice added bonuses. These things give me the confidence to take this lens anywhere and hopefully continue to make some beautiful portraits with it. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and Google+, etc. And links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com, so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.